Hey now, it's Mike Gilbert, host of the Mike and JD Show, right here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Join JD by God Oliva and myself every Thursday night live on the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we stay up all night discussing all the hottest stories in professional wrestling. You can also check us out right here on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting feed or you can subscribe to the Mike and JD Show feed. Now, enjoy the show. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. like professional wrestling well we, we like, do we do <laughs> we like professional wrestling too i am jeff hawkins he is chris novembrino this is shake them ropes full gear preview later chris doesn't follow jack squat for the news i am yeah, I, you know what i'm plugged in <laughs> i'm plugged in to the needs of the people now more more than ever <laughs> no when you're out on the trams right that's your like, time to be among the Volk. That's the it, that's the German. Tourists aren't regular Volk. No, though. no, I know, but a lot of them are German, so that's why I used Volk. Um, <laughs> it, 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 so like you 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 get to really know what the hente are like. That's the Spanish word for the people. Okay. Um, yeah, no, not, with it. not hentai. <laughs> no, 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 Jeff. I'm a man of the people, not a man of the the Pornhub. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> in the news today, according to Loan Marketplace Lending Tree, 31% of Gen Z consumers have stolen items from self-checkout kiosks compared to 15% of consumers of any age. Within that, 44% plan to continue stealing from self-checkout wait, kiosks. Wait, wait, wait. This is the thing that made you turn against Gen Z. Yes, yes. While 37%... While 30, hold on, hold on. While 37% said that they would do to save money on groceries or healthcare goods, according to the survey. So, Chris, yeah, good for Chris, them. my... Good my for them. No, my, yes. my my question for you is: Do we need to kill all of Gen Z, or just instill the death penalty for property? No, we need to make them president. No, no. We yes. Don't. No. Oh no, we need another geriatric. No, that's, but that's, that's not my point. My point is, I I am a man who feels that an organized society is the type that uh, scorns people who don't even bring back the shopping cart because that's what brings order. That's the judge of personal character. If we have people now just stealing willy nilly from self-checkout kiosks because hey doesn't really hurt anybody and capitalism is <laughs> theft or whatever the hell oh, no no is. name me the person it hurts paul derrickson well, how, how much you get of it Give i mean me williamson it hurts society Tommy it's a moral Phillip. pain it's a moral pain chris ask mcwilliamson <laughs> there's no such person <laughs> as ask McWilliamson. oh well he's hurt and he's hurt that you would deny him so he's a chap-ass McWilliamson? Yeah, he is. Chap-ass Okay, see, that's the type of prejudice that Ass McWilliamson has been going through his entire life. What is ass short for? And by the way, now we're going to get Aster. demonetized. Aster. Because you're cussing too it's much. A, no, it's, a, it's, it's short for Aster, the classic British name. Uh, that's how you abbreviate it. A tradition unlike any other, the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame issue came out this week. Once again, we must overrate somebody at New Japan and get them in the Hall of Fame. But anyways, uh, just for edification purposes, uh, Roka and, Roka and Perez, the beauty pair, classic All Japan women's team, Sergeant Slaughter finally making it in, Jack and Jerry Briscoe, Tomohiro Ishii, Blue Panther, and George Kidd. I don't expect you to have any thoughts of this. It's just something I wanted to read, Chris. I mean... <laughs> Is Ishii Hall of Fame? No, I, I don't think so. I don't. I, 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 when I used to watch a lot of wrestling, I know that he was a critic's darling. I get that. And I get that some of us over here stateside too, like sort of really built 
around a narrative of like he's like a heel underdog you know like like there's like all these like weird layers to Ishii and that he he's super compelling in this sense and I loved he had some great matches I love him I do but he did no but I like I love Shibata back in the G1 back in that same era and I would never be like Katsuyori Shibata should be in the Hall of Fame and, and I guess if that's controversial, okay, I can live with that too. But like, and I love Shibata. Like peak Shibata matches are actually well, some of my, like if you were going to like make Chris's top 50 matches or whatever, Shibata would definitely be in there in that peak era. But it's very small like, pond thing, but go ahead. Right, much like Ishii. I, just because he might like land in a top 50 of mine, for some select matches, so would Hakushi. Yeah, you know, and I, I love Jin Shinzaki, but like, is he a Hall of Famer? No, he's not. He's just a very good wrestler, and that's how I feel about Ishii. Yeah, and and you know, they go with longevity because he's been in the business since '91, I think. But also, I mean, he, he it, the, here here was the argument, and I believe even Voices of Wrestling echoed this in their Patreon audio uh, reviews of candidates and whatnot. It it it's the work rate thing. That gets him in over over the last ten, especially over the last ten or so years in New Japan, and all these four and five star matches he's been having. And and yes, the number one voter of Ishii in the Hall of Fame was reporters, not historians, not rest, active wrestlers, not retired wrestlers. It was reporters. So he yeah. was he he was a critic's darling. Yes, um, he's a critic's darling. And, and that's when we started on Voices. That. You know, that was very much the climate, not, you know, I'm not even saying like at voices. I'm saying like broadly speaking, because uh, I was listening to a lot of different types of wrestling podcasts at that point. Uh, that was, people loved Ishii. Like there was no, you never heard a bad word about him. And I'm not like about to like. I'm not well, either. Now I'm going to tell you what's, what's wrong with all no, of No, I think he's, I, I have he's no perfectly fine, but he was, I mean, but it was also. It, I, I never quite saw it at that level the same way they all did for me my minor criticism i mean and i've I've had a few on here and one is that japanese people who are voted in the japanese region get uh it's easier to make it in the hall of fame if you're isolated in your japanese work and you're kind of there but it's like it's a weird hodgepodge of things where they'll argue the criteria to you and stuff like that i'm like okay but to me it's you know it's an eyeball test too is he a hall of famer yes or no and i guess there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of arguing about that. I try not to get that involved in it. I mean, I, I, I've been offered a ballot. I really don't want to get involved in it. So it's like, okay, great. Um, On to other news. WWE announced that WWE Backlash France will be the first ever WWE premium live event to be held in France, emanating from the LDLC Arena in Lyon de Seine. I think that's how you say it. On Saturday, May 4th, 2024. We're going all in on this European stuff, Chris. Between the Germany, between the German PLE, looks like we're going to probably have another British one pretty soon. We have one in Australia. Uh, we are actively expanding right now. Hmm. We're all actively expanding. <laughs> There's a way, honestly, about of thinking of the universe where all of us are constantly growing. Oh, this Imagine is gonna be one of those. I have to do no, some heavy I'm, lifting on this show. No, I? you're not. You're not. Because <laughs> like I'm about to lay something heavy on everyone. Imagine if all of the matter in your body was doubling constantly. Would you be oh. constantly growing? It's not people impossible. have to understand what I go through before I turn this. He, no, he, what he gets, what he gets, is a a ten year radio professional at the peak of his <laughs> game. <laughs> And smoking a lot of weed. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, beat up. <laughs> no, no thoughts on 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 WWE expansion into Europe. I mean, look. Uh, thoughts wise on this, I I think that they're going to be more disciplined on this rather than with a multifaceted corporation corporate structure than they were under Vince because Vince never gave that much of a shit about going. Yeah. Into- yeah. So I, I I expect them to actually get some results. Um, I think this will probably yield a Gunther push. 
Um, I'm, or he's Gunther, right? I keep wanting to actually call him Walter, but it's Gunther. Uh, like, you know, in the, I, German, I, in the German part, yeah, in France, I yeah, think it's going right. to be interesting because I don't think they have any, I mean, other than like, you know, a couple of the UK kids, but the people who would probably be really big there right now, barring a French superstar, are the French Canadians like Sammy Zane and, uh, and Kevin uh owens kevin owens yeah right owens yeah. might actually do really well going there and speaking some french cut, cutting a french promo exactly oh, yeah exactly yeah right <laughs> or john cena trying to cut a broken french promo <laughs> like he does with chinese oh those are terrible mm. pwg announcing on via twitter no more shows for this year as super dragon's girlfriend battles cancer keep her in your prayers simultaneously an odd thing here in la indie wrestling the same night or very soon thereafter, the Globe Theater, which is where PWG was doing most of their shows post-Rosita, announced it was closing effective immediately. And then 24 hours, ah, it's been saved. Someone needs insurance money, methinks, Chris. <laughs> I, I think that's probably the right estimation on that one. Something like that. Uh, in an interesting piece of uh, advertising, WWE and the Big 12 Conference announced ca- collaboration for the upcoming 2023 Dr. Pepper Big 12 Football Championship on Saturday, December 2nd, held at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Basically, what this amounts to is if you've ever watched these uh, these games at halftime, they do this thing that Dr. Pepper sponsors where two college kids go down there and see how many footballs they can throw into a container. And the person who gets the most gets something like a $10,000 scholarship or something like that. Well, WWE in addition is going to give them a championship belt. Now my feeling on this is twofold. I think it's good publicity. I just don't see it as good advertising because you don't really draw anybody to your product by doing it that way. So uh, which, which one of these am I wrong on? I mean, I think it's here's a belt. I mean, they do that with sports teams too, but it doesn't I, drive people. And it to... doesn't do anything for them. Uh it gets PR hits. It does. I mean, because people pose with it, you know, you see the photos and stuff, but it doesn't bring new fans in or anything. No like that. One, no. Right? Like like I again it, it goes back to is that getting Aspic Williamson to tune in to <laughs> it, it right is is no don't deny his personhood you need to drop this name is what you need to do i don't it's a good name it's a it's a beautiful name that his mother gave him but beyond that what was his mother's name astrid no no. (laughs) oh god continue does he tune in to watch the show i mean that's the real question here like are there real people who go from watching the big 12 show to doing this it's lovely to get a pr shot like but does lebron james taking a photo with the wwe belt seven or eight years ago get a single human being to tune into wwe's product and become a wwe fan I'm unconvinced that it does. Do you remember the story around that, where he was going to take the he was going to take the photo with the with the title or whatever, and then they they brought Undertaker. That's right. Down there to go That's meet him, right. and he big timed Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker right. was dressed in a, in full gear and just <laughs> speaking of full gear, no. Um, last night it appeared on air, but Becky Lynch giving the worst performance in Celebrity Jeopardy history. 60 questions, five answers, all of them wrong. She did get Final Jeopardy correct, um, but this topped Wolf Blitzer as the most inept person to ever do Celebrity Jeopardy. I felt for her. This is the kind of bad publicity you don't want out of your wrestlers. But again, I don't, does this get a single person to tune out? No, it does not. Right, and that that's my same point as before here. Okay. Which is, a, which is a good and salient point, Jeffrey. It is. It is. Yes. Yes. Mr. McWilliamson will love that. Mr. Mc, Mrs. Mama McWilliamson. <laughs> proud of her baby boy. Oh, Lord. Mama uh, Astrid. 
Kota Ibushi is officially All Elite. Tony Khan announcing the signing shortly after Dynamite went off the air last night. Hot diggity deuce. Chris has negative thoughts about this. I don't know. I mean... Oh, no, I can't wait to see Kota Ibushi in this feud against. But also... And also... Fair enough. I Yeah, I think it's another oh, guy. It's, to it. it's another guy. Um, it is. Uh, Kota looked... Uh, they don't have a lot of men on the roster. Kota has lost half of a step, and, and while he's still very, very good, I don't think he's quite healed yet. And it, it showed him that when he was doing the, uh, when he and Kenny during the street fight did kind of the dosy do to do moonsaults off off of the various corners, old Kota was having a, tr- a bit of trouble getting his footing, and then finally jumping on there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting. He'll probably get put into these. This this mix with the uh, Callus family, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. I, I no, I, he's just an ancillary. I don't think they have any real long term plans for him. He doesn't look particularly sharp right now. I have no interest in seeing him feud with anyone in particular in this company. Speaking of which, okay, Tony Khan put out a very interesting uh, tweet prior to Dynamite and was brought up on Dynamite uh, on commentary, kind of a. Uh, veiled in a way and uh it will get us into our full gear preview aew has agreed to terms with one of the world's best wrestlers a pro who is known and respected by virtually every aew fan they'll come to they will come to la to sign their contract this saturday on pay-per-view at aew full gear see you tonight on tbs for the final aew dynamite before full gear now, as you are not in the X verse, you have not heard Gotta the stable. <laughs> no, you have not heard the discussion. There's a lot of chatter that this might be Will Osprey coming in officially. There's a lot of talk this might be Mercedes finally uh, signing on the dotted line with AEW, and uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, outside. Picks, dark horse picks, if you will, is Chris Hero possibly signing a talent deal since he's already working backstage with ROH. They now, played this up even bigger though on Dynamite, uh, but also hilariously stopped after announcing. Well, that's a blockbuster announcement. None of them even remotely speculated as to who it could be. And that is where I come in because I think this smells a little bit, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking we're getting an angle. And and let me let me explain why because my my wheels started turning because the ob- obfuscation on he or she or whatever is also on purpose. Chris, do you happen to recall? I believe it was either a year or two years ago at the forum in Los Angeles where uh, where Full Gear takes place. Um, a certain angle that that took place in there in AEW with one Maxwell Jacob Friedman calling Tony an effing Mark. While television executives were all there in attendance to watch, and he almost uh, got them an FCC fine as a result of it. Hear me out. This is the the war of twenty twenty four is coming. What if the person who has signed a new contract, so to speak, is MJF, and we're going to do a re-signing ceremony here? And perhaps we get an angle where either the contract is torn up and Max's last match, quote unquote, is in Nassau, Long Island, New York, for December, his hometown, or the devil and his minions come out and just destroy everybody, including Tony Khan. I'm hoping it's not Tony Khan getting involved as an on-screen presence, per se. I, I But you, you always feel like it's kind of inevitable. Like Yes. That- that this company has to inevitably end with Tony Khan becoming an obnoxious on-screen character, just like Eric Bischoff and Dixie Carter. The whole point of this War of 2024 thing has been to heal AEW, not paying him immediately. What if Tony Khan is the devil? That's We brought this up last week. I think it's still on the table, Chris. I, I honestly do. I think so, too. And it scares the crap out of me because if, if if AEW fans are this 
how, how, how should I put this? They, they are, uh, they are not they've happy. They've been extremely tolerant of him as an on-screen character in a way that I don't think has been justified for a long time now. They have, but they have been actively and openly rebelling against um, some of the comedy sketches and some of the more lighthearted, thematic, uh, Stanford-adjacent type of stuff. If Tony Khan unmasked as the devil in any way, now he might be behind the devil. That would be interesting too. But I think, I think this gets a collective groan from the AEW faithful. I I, I think they start to tune out. I, I think so too. But it wouldn't surprise me given the whole. Remember that one segment months ago. For all the you people who think I don't watch anything at all, like look, this well, one. That's me. That's you. <laughs> I then multiply you and that becomes part of my shame matrix okay yeah now and, now what were you about to go into those so of us who doubt about, you those of you who yeah and that's you mm -hmm. and, and the hundreds behind you the hundreds um so for those of you who doubt like months ago con did this segment where he had mjf and was it adam cole go into his locker room and he yes. yelled yelled at them like nothing and that was like all done for comedic effect or whatever i mean they've actually been saying the table for tony Khan behind closed doors is a monster for a minute here it's on the table i'm with you i, I they've been they've been setting things up my actual bet if i had to if i have to bet if, if i had to bet chris novembrino's money on this you shouldn't. There's like not that much of it. All dollar fifty of it. If I had to bet it. Hey, no, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm almost forty, and there's like upwards of seven fifty in my bank. Account. Okay, if yeah. I had to bet upwards of seven fifty, I would say it's Will Osprey. I'm, I'm gonna say they're going, they're gonna go the, te the, the that route. But there's a part of me that just this, this is just screaming angle to me in the back of my mind. So. If I do that, I look like a genius, but I'm going to parse my bets or hedge my bets, if you will. So that will bring us into the lazy river of wrestling criticism where we watched whatever is on our mind, whatever we're just thinking about right now. We will start at the beach of the lazy river preview full gear Saturday evening here in lovely Los Angeles slash Inglewood, California. I am on a plane first thing tomorrow morning, so I won't be here for that. My apologies. Um, I live in not, Mexico, so I won't be there either. Okay. Chris will not be there either. Just wanted to clear that up. No, you, no one ever asked me. You're in Albuquerque. If there was a show in Albuquerque, they'd ask you. There won't be. Okay. There will never be because that territory is dead. Nine matches announced. There'll probably be 20 more announced sometime tonight on the combined rampage slash collision. Who knows? But for now, there's only one pre-show match, and that pre-show match, Chris, is for the ROH World Tag Team Championship, MJF and To Be Announced versus the guns of Austin Gunn and Colton Gunn. Who is TBA, and how do you see this go down, Chris? I think MJF retains, and it's because he gets the help of Samoa Joe. I am going the opposite way. I think it is Samoa Joe. I think Samoa Joe gets taken out early by whoever the devil and his minions are. I think MJF then decides to go it alone, and I think the guns then beat him. Because I think it's time, to. because I don't think MJF wants to work the Ring of Honor pay-per-view next month, final battle. I think it's time to take the belts off of him, let him just be an AEW talent so he doesn't have to do double duty. I don't I so my my only contrarian thought to that is that narratively they have not told a lot of a story that's to, true too yeah like they just haven't done a lot of work to him losing the titles and like the guns still are kind of presented as goobers I don't care about the enhancement match on dynamite here uh they they, they are still goobery they're the ass boys I concur not to be confused with mama Astrid's baby boy Mr. McWilliamson. So McWilliamson couldn't be part of the guns? He could be. Okay. I mean, he's not Billy Gunn's kid. I don't know. Gunn kind of got around in the no, like, I mean, I mean, like, like, You know what they could make? They could make the Ass Foundation. It's kind of like the Heart Foundation, only it's Billy Gunn's kids. 
I hate you so much right now. Um, Moving on to the main card, eight matches thus far announced while Chris pats himself on the back and thinks how clever he is for that one. Uh, almost got you to spit take. How is this close? Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> only add more water. Uh, for the AEW Women's World Championship, Hikaru Shida versus Timeless Tony Storm with Alutha. It appears that they did an entire vignette on Dynamite just to prove that they had the uh, video capabilities to turn things into black and white and color off and well, on, that, off well, and that on. That was wonderfully executed. Yes. yes. Yeah, no, it was, it was just a lovely bit of cinema right there. Um, I don't think Storm wins this match. Huh. I know. I kind of thought she did. I thought she was going to, but I feel like she's going to come up short. I think that like this is going to be the start of her turning uh, Mariah May heel or whatever, but like she's not going to win here. See, I think the story is eventually that Mariah May becomes a better Tony Storm and it starts driving her insane. Much it's it's all about Eve is is what the story they're going to be going for. So here. what like what if Mariah May ultimately ends up winning this title then, and then it drives Tony Storm mad. I yeah. think that's I think that's the end game. I right, can I can see right, I can see right. Storm. So then, so I think Storm has to lose here. Then okay. I think to start the story, I think Mariah May helps Tony Storm win it, and then Tony Storm eventually loses it, and then Mariah May wins it, and then that drives Tony Storm mad. I think that's the the order here. But I could see your thing. I could see them just cutting to Tony Storm going even more deeper into her psychosis. And bad black and white comedy. <laughs> Regardless, here's the thing that I know. This isn't going to be good. The match? No, the match will be fine. Okay. The match between Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida will be very well worked. The actual stuff with Tony Storm in the aftermath of this is going to suck because this black and white segment sucked. Yeah, we're getting into the melodrama comedy. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, six man tag team match, straight tag team match. Kind of surprising. Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland with Ric Flair versus Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne. I still think Sting jumps off of something very tall onto some people. Well, yeah. I mean, Sting. This era, Sting just rules. I, yes, I, I, I never. I never am not hyped for a Sting match. I know it's like a double negative right there, but like, uh, you know, Sting matches rule. They're, they're, they're all great. I, I know it's smoke and mirrors, but it's not this Paul White crap smoke and mirrors. Like the way they use Sting, Sting does stuff. They just pace it out. It's great. I love Sting matches. Now I do. I really do. I look forward to them. Yeah, uh I, I, they're I, straight up. Sting doesn't have a stinker match in AEW. You're hard pressed to find one. Does Ric Flair either take a bump or get involved somehow in the finish here? Oh boy. Um, you know, Ric Flair is a, a legend of professional wrestling, Jeff. <laughs> and I think when we think about his legacy, broadly speaking, his work with the horsemen, but also, uh, of course, in WWF and, and otherwise, um, I don't care. <laughs> I don't either. I don't think he turns on Sting at this point, but that's coming down the road sometime. I think he'll probably like crotch Nick Wayne or something, and then that'll help give the baby faces the win because I think there's some. I think there's some weird thing in Tony Khan that thinks that Ric Flair helping the baby faces will get a huge pop. I kind of disagree, but that's me. Ric Flair, I, I just don't care to see him on my TV at this point. I agree. Singles match for the AEW International Championship. Orange Cassie, the champion versus John Moxley and what should be a hoot and a holler. I have Orange Cassidy winning this. I know that there's a lot of people saying that we're just going to circle back to Moxley because he no, lost the no, title. No, I, I think Cassidy, I'm with you. I think Cassidy wins this, that he, like, he kind of um, is able to overcome 
the Moxley specter. You know what I mean? Like, like this match is about him being able to overcome that. Yeah, that and I, I'm I'm kind of liking this story with Orange Cassidy has finally found something he cares about and he's no longer ambivalent or slothful or whatever. And it's this international title. Um, Moxley's awesome. I thought Moxley was awesome in that tag match versus uh, Hook and uh, and Orange Cassidy and the promo oh, yeah. afterwards. No, God, he was great. Uh, yeah. I, I thought it, that was a, a really great way to present moxley in this dominant way wheeler yuda gets this little uh dick heel win right like yeah with the seat belt yeah Yeah, but he he tags himself in he didn't need to either moxley could have clearly won for the pin um but like wheeler yuda kind of like slides in and gets some glory too uh i liked it i I thought this match was actually a really well-structured match i agree um what I think is going to be match of the night. Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland with Prince Nana. Really? I think this ma- this match is going to be... It's a Texas death match, Chris. And we know Swerve can do the death matches with AR Fox. Adam Page is better than AR Fox is. And I think this is going to be much like the Lucha Underground match where they are going to go out of control on this thing. And now let me state this. I I really liked the Adam Page promo. I really did. There was just part of me that went, all right, he's got, you know, you're a loser, you're a loser, you're a loser. Oh, yeah, and your fiancé left you. I went, whoa, hold on, hold on here. Remember when we were talking last week about, like, the Kenny Omega's uncle promo? Like, yeah, you know, like, that. this guy stabbed Kenny Omega in the bar 21 years ago. The unearned off-screen character wronging narrative thing that like mm-hmm. AEW likes to do that immediately snapped back into my brain as I was watching this segment this week where I was just like in the hobby it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks we hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates it's all just a shot in the dark until now Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off again that's arena club.com slash v-o-w net arena club.com slash v-o-w net for 10 percent off your first purchase on arena club and we thank them for sponsoring the voices of wrestling podcast network
What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell, all three-in-one, offering you triple security. So you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door. But it's not just for security. The Eufy Video Lock is also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras. Some other great features we love about the Eufy Video Lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full. You never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters. You also have 0.3 second, 0.3 second fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking. Again, 0.3 seconds, it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock. And with the AI self-learning chip embedded, the more you use it, the more accurate it will be. Also, no battery anxiety. You have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months and you will get a low battery notification before it runs out. Uh, passcode unlocking a remote control with the 2K clear sight. See who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service, Eufy's got you handled as well. They're on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty all backed by the professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Eufy video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys and reach in my pocket or wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the Eufy video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition, one second doors unlocked much much easier so if you want to jump on board with eufy video lock search eufy video lock that is e u f y video lock again that's eufy video lock e u f y video lock or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door nope Nope, completely unearned. That, that just like stupid off-screen crap. Don't care. Don't want to hear about it. And Prince Nada is, is using you and taking your winnings and buying weed from high school kids. That was still <laughs> to steal his weed chant. I'm not sure how I feel about how we got there, but. Damn His reaction it. was fantastic. I, I arrived at a place I liked. Uh, so so that's how I feel about that section of that promo. I really liked the button to it because of the whole stipulation of uh, Swerve can't also touch Hangman. Well structured, right? Like, like I, no, I thought that was very clever. He beats the crap out of, out Nana. of Nana. And then Swerve can't save Nana. It was great. I loved it. Um, no, it's it's like a chess move where like you've moved your piece into check and you can't do anything to defend it because it imperils the king. That'd be a checkmate. Well, I mean, like, I, <laughs> like you move like a, a piece. Like, like a, you move it back and forth, back it, and forth. Okay, I guess the term would be into peril if you want to use like the full chess parlance of our I time. don't check is fine No, get... you do. You do. No, like you want to you oh, want to parse words check everything. Is a th- check you is a threat. <laughs> live in a world of semantics, Jeff. Check is a threat to the king that the king can get out of somehow by sacrificing a piece or moving the king it or also something. Also check else. to the queen politely. Yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right? Who do you have in this match? I have Hangman Adam Page. I have Strickland. Really? Why? Why? Yes. Page got the upper hand of the promo. Okay. But but hold on. Swerve broke into his house. Yep. He has to get his comeuppance. Nope. Nope. Does he? Does he? 
Yes. Is that yeah. really? Is in that WWE? Really? You don't have to. In AEW, you kind of have to. Don't I you? mean, he. But but didn't didn't Prince Nana get what he deserved? Well, yes, but now Swerve needs to get what he deserves. He does, but will he? And I say no. <laughs> Fair enough, counselor. You may rest. Defense rests. In a tag team match, the Golden Jets of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho versus the Young Bucks of Matt and Nick Jackson. Banger names. If the Golden Jets win, they will get the Young Bucks AEW World Tag Team Championship opportunity. If the Young Bucks win, the Golden Jets must disband as a team. Now, a mea culpa from me. I loved the Young Bucks promo with Kenny there, reminding him that his greatest success came when he was a heel and when he was under the tutelage of Don Callis. I kind of liked that throwing it back in his face when when Kenny came out all judgmental about the Young Bucks's, uh, say, uh, Savoir Faire versus uh, Young Commander and Penta El Cerro Miero. Um which was a hell of a match, I thought too. I, I really yeah, right. That. Like, like I know, we, like I, I in particular normally don't have a lot of like laudatory words for the Bucks's matches, but I thought that this was like basically the perfect kind of TV match for them. Uh, they established a new character. The match had a narrative point, uh, especially in the finish there, and they worked their style of match. They had good reasonable opponents that make some degree of narrative sense and have some degree of heat to them and some degree of credibility to them as a team and even the promo to your point i was watching that and thinking that's an interesting argument for why the bucks might join don Callis. yes i think that's gonna happen right 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 then that like so a lot of it I thought was actually fairly clever for a thing that I haven't generally found to be particularly clever. Jericho pulling the kid thing, which I think is also a punk reference because he likes to call people kid a lot. I, and I mean, I got to tell you the millions of people across America, they care deeply about <laughs> this, like these deep references into CM Punk. I, I mean, you talk to the average person on the street. <laughs> you ride on a tramp, let's say. And all you could hear is people going like, remember what happened to Phil Brooks about six months ago? And like, I had to sit there and be like, well, I'm trying to tell you about the mountain here. And they're like, no, no, no. I want to talk about Phil Brooks. And I'm like, I can't, I really, that's not really a thing we talk about during this part of the presentation. And they're like, no, no, no. But like CM Punk, he got done dirty. And it's hard to disagree with them, isn't it? Now, before you pick a winner of this match, keep in mind that there is a four-way for the tag team titles later. Hmm. Who do you got? <laughs> I've silenced him. Yeah, no, now, now you've actually got me, like, you said that, and that's the thing that made me pause. It's like, is it a better? I mean, not that this is the driving. I'll thing. tell. I'll tell you why I told you that because I, I think I know who should win that four way, but I can make excuses for two of those other teams in there getting getting belted as tag team champions. But I don't think it's time yet to take the title uh, titles off of Starks and Big Bill. Um, so I have I have Omega and Jericho winning yeah, this somehow. I guess Omega and Jericho win this, and they get the they get the shot. I think Jericho probably cheats to win against the Bucks, which further makes him makes the Bucks heelish. I I, I also like that they pulled out the Judas effect in that Young Bucks match. I appreciate I I, them stealing the move and doing I, it within to solidify their heel status. I I mean I like that, and I always like like when a heel steals like a babyface's move, they do it, but like in a trashy version where yes. it's like if. Not that the Judas effect is that sharp. I'm, no, no. I, I mean, like, like, but weirdly protected. Weirdly protected. Like, people rarely kick out of the Judas effect. That's true. Speaking of, uh, speaking of finishers that stink, one of these participants, Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart versus Sky Blue, three-way match for the this AEW. One, huh? 
<laughs> Just the one finisher that stinks, you say. Mm, the three-way match for the AEW. It's hard. Because <laughs> there's not just one, Jeff, you see. There's actually multiple. So now I have to sit here. As you say, whatever your setup is, AEW. Dead TBS Championship. Thank you. Championship. It's great. Um, and I have to parse out which one of these three finishers I was talking about. I was talking about Sky Blue. Cause she can't. Oh, it's just hers. Just, just hers. It's yeah. just hers. You're right. Julia Hart's winning this to continue this terrible, terrible story. And I don't understand what the hell they're doing with Sky Blue here because she's still doing the mopey crap. But it's obvious that she no, has her own. Stuff. This is good. Is it? Cinema. And then Chris Stadlander, who can't cut a promo to save her life. God bless her. I mean, she she is just boring on promos. I mean, no delivery. It's like she has no personality in real life. It, it It's probably one of those things where the camera comes on and you're just a dullard in some way. But, man, I just. Speaking of which, cats. Um, I mean, this is the thing. What if Chris Statlander came out and threw a cat on one or more of their faces? <laughs> like a black cat, even? Hey, why not? And they all become witches? I think Willow somehow gets involved in this thing. Oh, and I think... no. You know what? They get... You'll like this. You'll like this. Are no, you familiar with... No, no, you... no, no. Hold on. Hold, hold fire, Squire. You familiar with uh, a little classic rock? You yes. like classic rock? Yes. All right, dig this. So, Statlander throws. She's now Catlander. One. That's move. That's move one. (laughs) Two. (laughs) She throws the cats at people, and you'll like this again because you're a classic rock fan. And they get cat scratch fever, and that drives them crazy and then the um, AEW faithful turn right. on turn on no, her no, because no, because they, they hate have, ted nugent and his politics oh no, but but they have cat eyes and so they they turn back <laughs> anime i can't get past chris catlander that is so good yet so terrible i hate you so much that i didn't think of it first oh god okay uh moving on before i drive myself insane Four-way tag match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Rick, Ricky Starks and Big Bill versus La Faction Ingobernable of Roosh and Dralistico versus FTR, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood versus the Kings of the Black Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King. Show some love for last week's Rampage. That FTR versus Vikingo and Commander match was spectacular. My problem is I want the feud. I want the two luchadors and Alex Abrahantes to be cutting promos about how this is the new style of tag team wrestling. You old heads over there. Oh, you you're washed up. We're going to, we're going to run all around the place. I want it to be a modern day, like rock and roll express versus Tully and Arn feud with, with cash and, and, and Dax being, no, we're, we're technical wrestlers. We're going to grind you down and continue to do it. Instead. They just do the match. And I'm just like, it's a great match, but man, what a story they could have told with a feud here with a little bit of build. And we, and we unfortunately had the, uh, we had the enhancement match on Thursday, um, yesterday on ring of honor. And I've watched clips of it. It was awesome. It was commander and Vikingo versus Chris Daniels and, uh, Matt Seidel. And I was like, yes, this is the story I want to tell. They're the athletic new type of tag team taking on the, the crafty veterans, but we don't really tell stories. They just kind of have matches. Um, I've already said, Ricky Starks and Big Bill retain. Do you have any difference in that? No, I got Starks and Big Bill retaining here. Um, I like them as a team, too. I do, too. Uh, they make a lot of sense. Big they, Bill's great. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he works as a really solid foil for Starks, you know, like like for the heel, like hot tag, you know, the, the reverse psychology of the hot tag, right? Like where you tag into the giant and the giant starts dominating a little bit on the baby faces thing. Like he's perfect. And finally, for the AEW World Championship, MJF versus Jay White. I mean, I don't see Jay White winning the title. I don't either, and I think they're going to have... Now, does... So many weeks holding the belt that he's not winning the belt. 
Do we reveal the devil here or do we wait for Nassau at the year's end? We reveal that the devil is not MJF. Okay. Uh, I think so. Like, it's like we reveal the devil that, that it can't be MJF because it's not MJF and the devil, you know what I mean? Like, unless they're going to do the weirdest things in the world of AEW, it can't possibly be. Now they can do the two ghost face thing, like scream one. And he's, he's one devil. And then they attack him to get the, uh, to get the red herring going. Mm, mm. I, so I still think then the finish is something like, at, at least the question is strongly raised because MJF and the devil end up face to face, but we don't know who the devil is. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that'll do it for AEW unless we get back there in the lazy river somehow. But uh, Chris, what else in the lazy river caught your attention this week? All right. So we had, uh, NXT here, obviously, this week. And um, Chase, you lose the belts back to the family, which I thought was just a very lazy move. Like, I I mean, why, especially as you're starting the angle around uh, Andre Chase, right? Like, why take the belts off of them. It should be like this whole tarnished champions thing. Like they, they gave up the ghost on this story too fast, but it's a stupid story too. They do a lot of things in WWE from time to time that echo current headlines. Right. And I guess the whole Jim Harbaugh thing. Yeah. And this is what they're doing. I think. So they just decided to do this for craps and giggles, but like taking the, is narratively stupid in the I sense agree. if you're gonna make the whole thing that they won on tarnished calls like what the hell does that even mean wrestling but like but beyond that then like they should stay the champions but to the ire of the fan base like that should be the thing that drives their heal them and Duke Hudson's always been a dick yes. but he's never been likable so like now you actually have Chase, who you like, but is bad. I mean, like, you can kind of, like, basically turn Chase, you heal very, like, slowly over a couple of weeks because of Andre Chase's, uh, or not in a couple, but, like, a month. Scandal. But he needs to hang on to the tag titles because that's the only way he can make enough money to pay off what he owes. Yeah. Yeah, What whatever it is. Uh, I'll stay in the uh, I'll stay in the NXT neighborhood uh, for a bit. Um, I, I let me state by start by saying I think Chad Gable versus Noam Dar is going to be an outstanding match. Um, next week I think that's going to be great. My question is between Raw and between NXT, the character of Otis <laughs> is Otis creepy or funny? With the sexualized thing, because that's the thing that would make Vince laugh back at, oh, look, the fat guy thinks he's sexy type of thing. And the delusion is funny. But the way he was talking to Lash Legend. It's creepy, right? Like, it's creepy. there's, There's a way that people used to think of, like, and and I blame a lot of this on the Otis character being built around the Chris Farley Chippendales character. Yes. And a lot of like the Chris Farley, like Saturday Night Live characters and, and, and time has moved beyond that. So I don't care if you look like Otis or conversely, you look like Ricky Starks shaking your hips at a woman like you know, like like the things that Otis says are not. Oh yeah, I mean like that. The, the oh yeah is at least of his worries, right? Yeah, like, no, no, it is. Right, like it's it's I mean, it's this. I mean that. I mean that, that whole I, thing with Lash and Miss Jackson. Oh yeah, Lash Legend. And <laughs> just like, what are you doing, you creep, you freak? Right, like he comes off as a creep, and then I thought like. Chad Gable getting the match and not Otis was weirdly anticlimactic too. And I'm like, 
I mean, not that I don't think that Gable and Dar's not going to be a good match, but like, like clearly, I think he might win. Oh, you think he's going to win? I think he might win this this cup. To you know, if 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 beating Gunther is still on the table, which I don't think it is, I think this is the consolation prize. Uh, while I'm on while I'm on the metaphor, Lash Legend versus Roxanne, surprisingly solid, right? It, like this was. I've called her trash legend in the past, but like this, <laughs> this was not that. This no, this wasn't that. No, I, it I, wasn't. It wasn't. She's she's, she's improved. Very good. She's very good as that large heel, formidable adversary sort of role. No, she, especially with Roxanne being so tiny. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, no. Th- this is a really strong pairing. I I, I agree on that. Uh, your turn, sir. Um. All right. Uh. I mean, I didn't even make it. I, I, dude, you know what? Um, here's my commentary on Baron Corbin. So done with this guy that knowing that he was in the main event was a prompt for me to turn off the show. But I was like, oh, it's Baron Corbin in the main event. Cool, I can move on with my life. Like, I, I, I watched the promos earlier in the show. To even paraphrase The Simpsons, perfectly cromulent. Uh, he, he's, he's just a guy. He's just, like, anyone could do this. I like him, but it's just one of those things where I, anyone I, could do it, Jeff. No, I, well, I mean, if, if everyone were that tall, everyone could do it. No, but, but you know what I mean? Like, like, like this, like this gimmick, like you could give this to big bill. Uh, you could give, this, you could give this to like any guy who is big. He has a weird anti-charisma about him. You know, it's it's like he's not very charismatic, but at the same time, he is in his in his delivery. It's so even, he's so I'm weird. Not, I'm not even going to deny. You know what? Not going to deny that. There's a thing about him, a thing about him that doesn't stink. Yeah. But like the the at the end of the day, his matches are boring. Like he, he, they're by the numbers. They're paint by they're, numbers. They're super by the numbers. They have no intensity. Yes. They have, they have no spunk. They have no nuance or depth. There's no twist to any of them. It's the same moves. Slides under the canvas, comes yes. back around the turnbuckle, comes back up, hits him with, I think it's a clothesline. That's his most interesting way of locomoting around the ring. And outside of that, it's it's a very lovely looking deep six. Like his looks very clean. I will grant that he does that very nicely. And his other move, uh, what, what's it called? I forget. Uh, the fall to pieces or some crap like that. Uh, what the the fade to black? Fade to black or something like that. I don't, oh, know. I don't know. You know, it's it's like black some... hole slam. I. <laughs> black hole slam. Uh, it's it's yeah it's like some 90s like radio single turned into a wrestling move uh, whatever it is uh he does that all his his two signature moves look good his slide under the turnbuckle you know slide around loop de loop move looks good and that's a baron corbin match there's no depth or twist to it like i never want to see him as a champion because he's not going to be able to deliver a good match as a champion like that um he does have an anti charisma on the microphone. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that. Like he is a fun guy to hate. Yeah, but it's not a fun guy. It's not a guy I hate that I want to see in a match. True. Uh, I have a button on NXT, and then I'm gonna go into a different point here. Uh, Lexus King. It's a fun character. Where he's taking credit for things he didn't do. He's the guy behind the beat. He's taking credit for the beating of Trick Williams, but yet not just to make a name for himself. It's a lot like that Sean O'Hare character, kind of, where that, that used to be, you know, uh, uh, kind of the manifestation of the devil type thing, the trickster thing. But but your point on uh, Baron got me to thinking both major shows, or I mean, even all three, if you count NXT for the week, but. There's a weird thing with crowds right now where they were dead for a lot of things. And I think it's because they become so indoctrinated in the pattern that, you know, 
that 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 all the heat will will happen during the commercial break and stuff and they're just they're just wait sitting there waiting for the comeback like that that was the most dead southern california wrestling crowd i've ever heard on 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 this week's dynamite like they were giving them nothing for for most of those matches i mean that's, it was just that's weird. a really that's a really fair point i i hadn't i mean i it's like it's sort of registered when i saw like Matt and Nick Jackson still try to be like, we love the Southern California people or whatever as they're leaving the ring or whatever. But but it didn't register to me that that is an audience that AEW should have like really slapped with and they didn't, did they? Yeah, and it's, it's the law of diminishing returns there too. But I mean like NXT, kind of the same thing. They were dead for a lot of things. Raw for a few things. I mean, it, it was just very noticeable this week that it's like, Everybody's kind of sitting on their hands until the comeback starts, and it's just uh, very, very odd to me. But uh, your turn, if you have anything. Uh, let me see. Uh, let's go to Raw, which I watched a decent chunk of. Um, I like. I mean, I like the way they've been opening these shows around Cody Rhodes and the Judgment Day and stuff. I, I think it's it's just been a very steady narrative through line. But then to your point, right? Like Otis and Nakamura, it's like a tale of two Otises. They like, they present Otis a lot more, especially given given the fact that Otis has his match against Nakamura. Like he should have been given a lot more credibility going into NXT. Yeah. Uh, I really liked on the You're just picking up cats at this point. Yeah, you? no, you know what? Like I have a lot of cats. Um we we still have two more cats that I could showcase during this show. Please don't. No. Uh, <laughs> no, uh I liked I liked the way no, the heel I'm proud of my cats. Mama McWilliamson's proud for baby boy. Okay. Um I liked the way the whole judgment day thing came together though, with McDonough getting uh getting his jacket. And then, you know, and then uh, Finn finally coming out and go, oh, you finally came around and stuff like that. So so it looks like they're all on the same page. And then Drew making the deal with uh, with Rhea and stuff. It's like, okay, the heels are on point going into war games. And I assume on Monday, though, <laughs> Monday's Raw is going to suck. Either that or Friday's Smack or tonight's SmackDown is going to stay. I don't know. One of those two is going to have the Thanksgiving food fight that they always friggin' have. Which yeah, is stupid. It's a food fight, maybe it will just be relegated to a seasonal street fight, though. It'll be Otis, because he's the fat guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, Otis, like, he has, like, a turkey smackdown. Oh, yeah, give me that pie. Oh, yeah, yeah. drumstick <laughs> and, like, hits him with the rest of the turkey. And simultaneously, uh, just to continue on this point, um, smackdown, I'm going to give them some love. A- as, if it- as if coming through the dreams of Jeff Hawkins... Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai, or Io Sky, Bailey, and Asuka are all one team. (laughs) There are things that could get me in trouble, but I will not go there. But I liked the uncertainty and the angle that started with Bailey denying that she hugs people. And then at the end, it's Asuka hugging Kyrie for a reformation of, uh, what was the name of that team? The Kabuki Warriors. And then EO and then EO comes in for the hug and they're all saying, come on, Bailey, come on, Bailey. And Bailey's not certain at first. And then she gives in. I think this is setting up for Bailey being the Larry Zabisco in 92 of the war games where she loses the match for them. And then those three on him, and then they turn on her. I think that's what we're going for here. Uh, I assume Becky Lynch will be announced tonight as the fourth for the, uh, for the other side, which I find uninteresting because she's not been involved in any of this. <laughs> she's just there and she's on Raw. So we have, but we have to bring her in because she's the man and she's a star. I get it. Well, I think uh, she'll do just fine in the match so long as there are no answers in the form of a question. <laughs> I think she'll be fine in the match. It'll be fun. It's just there's no narrative thing to this somehow unless they go into Asuka taking the title off of her when she got pregnant, but I think that's kind of a stretch type thing because they were both baby faces at the time. It's just very weird, but uh, I am looking for more, and uh, 
Oh, the fifth, by the way, if you if you don't want a spoiler, uh, earmuffs for about 10 seconds right now, starting now. Fifth guy is going to be Randy Orton on that babyface team, I think. Against damage control? No, 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 no. I, I, for the for the Raw War Games. Oh, raw. Against Judgment Day. Oh, okay. And and spoiler. Um, I have nothing else. Do you have anything? I don't. Perfect. It's been shake them ropes. Enjoy full gear. Enjoy your turkey. Say a little prayer for my dad. He had an emergency uh operation today. I'm going flying out there tomorrow to go see him. Uh, you can follow me at Crap Game 13 on the old X. Follow Shake Them Ropes, all one word, on X as well. We're part of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network for all your niche fandoms of pro wrestling. If you hate WWE, if you don't necessarily like AEW, lots of Japanese shows over there. We have also retro shows, including Days of Thunder. We have The Good, The Bad, The Hungy, which is our AEW-centric show. We have The Flagship with Joe and Rich. Covering everything, including back alley Japanese hardcore wrestling and alleys in Rapongi. I'm also on Fight Game Media. This week wow. I was on this week I was on both the Boom and the Dynamite Show, breaking things down. Five dollars a month on Patreon, patreon.com slash fight game media. Or uh for the Dynamite Show, we go free on the YouTube if you want to listen live. Chris is on the Instagram at D-O-C-T-O-R underscore N-O-V. Black Friday specials for Chris's guitar lessons. He'll tell you That's about them now. True. That's right. Why not? Why the heck not? You know what? You, you start guitar lessons here first month, $30 for an hour lesson. That's right. All through December. I'm doing it. Black Friday sale. What? No, no, no. Hawkins. I'm not apologetic now. I'm hoping no. for the deal. No, you know what? I'm hoping people will come in. It's Christmas time. You got somebody you love. You got somebody you think would really hate an hour with me, and it's worth $30 to you? Either way, great way to do that. You just book yourself a guitar lesson with your old pal, Chris Novembrino. Uh, go on to the Instagram, instagram.com slash D-O-C-T-O-R underscore N-O-V, and you book a lesson with me. You message me, DM me, as the kids like to say. That's direct message uh, if, you're, if you're up with the parlance of our time. And uh, you, you message me, and I'll talk to you, and then you talk to me, and we'll get you scheduled up. And that's how that's how business gets done in the year 2023, people. Let's make it happen. Happy holidays. We'll, be back. we'll be back next week for our Survivor Series preview. Have a good week. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hi, I'm Case Lowe, co-host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate.